Thank you for joining us for another night of Dungeons and Dragons. I am, as always, your host and Dungeon Master Kenny. We have the majority of our party, except for our warlock, although he should be joining us soon. So, starting off, we have our rogue. Hi, this is Elise playing Leonara, the Furbog Rogue. Our barbarian. Hey guys, this is Koo playing Pahokwi, the Yakfolk Barbarian. Our druid. Hi, this is Clay, is Karak, the Erko Druid. Our bard. Hey, this is Lauren playing Vala, the Asimar Bard. And our fighter. Hey, this is Nick as Nalos, the Triton Fighter. So, when we left off, uh, roll initiative as the party was standing out before this sort of ruined, like, wizard's tower sort of situation, uh, a horrendous cry came from below, and then bursting out of a cellar door came what's best described as an amalgamation of half a dozen yak folk stitched together. So, Leonara, what's your initiative? I rolled a four. What's that in total? Four. <laughs> Alright, Vala? Um, eight. You guys are killing it. Karak? Twenty-one. And Nalus? Fifteen. And Pahokwi? Seventeen. Alright, so <clears throat> so this thing's gonna loose a horrific sort of bellowing cry as undeniably battle begins. There's no rationale with this thing. It's about less than 100 feet away, but not even 90 feet away, so it's you know, a, a kind of a distance away. And just quickly looking at it, like I mentioned, it just looks like a yak folk amalgamation. Uh, there doesn't seem to be any bows or even weapons of any sort attached to it. Karak, you're up. Gross, what is that thing? Uh, I'm gonna... I'm just... It's time for some lightning right now. Hell yeah. This, this thing needs, needs to just not be where it is. Uh... Cast Colin Lightning. Okay. Lightning Storm. Uh, Now, you're discovering with Call Lightning that there is a special reaction occurring with your spell focus. Would you like to roll a d4? Yes. Okay. What's your result? Three. Okay. You have three additional charges of Call Lightning. So you know when you cast Call Lightning, you get like ex- you get like a three bolts that you can call. It's. Uh, it, I think it work. I think you're thinking of a different spell. Okay, how does that work again? Uh, it's a concentration spell. I conjure a storm, and then on each turn, I can call down a lightning from the storm. Oh, okay. As long as I'm still in concentration. Then yeah, I am thinking of a different spell. Never mind. Okay. 
So it needs to make a dex save right. for a 17 DC. It made it. Hey, it takes half damage All right. from 3d10. What a dexterous giant meatball. Yeah. So, uh, half of 14 is 7. Alright. Uh, Do you move I, or I will anything? not move. Okay. <laughs> if anything, I will step back 5 feet. <laughs> okay, so Hokwe, you're up. Alright. <clears throat> Rage. Right. Uh, whack. It's, I mean, it's 90 <laughs> feet away. Do you get close enough? Let's see. Uh, I'm going to throw a javelin at it. I'm going to get, um, 30, my movement's 40, but I'm going to move 30 feet towards it and okay. throw a javelin. Good. This, uh, I highly doubt that a seven's gonna hit. Afraid not. Do you throw a second uh, javelin? Yeah, I'm gonna throw a second javelin. Uh, it's a natural twenty on that one. Hey, max damage. Yeah. Hold on a second. Math. Fourteen. Okay. Nalos, you're up. All right. <clears throat> um, I'm going to ride Chesapeake. Uh, probably fifty feet. Kind of want to go just like a little further than uh than Poke we did. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and uh, then I'm going to try one of these new things. And uh, I'm going to see if I can hit it with a firebolt. All right. Roll to hit. Drop my hand. And that's a... Uh, oh, shit. What is this? What is my spell attack bonus? Uh, it's a 23 to hit. Yep, it hits. Roll damage. Four fire damage. All right. Even though you you know it was not your best firebolt, even though it yeah. was your first firebolt, yeah. um, it seems Fire's to make weird. more of an impact than you expect. It seems to really reel from the fire. Okay. Neat. All right. It takes its turn, and I mm -hmm. assume you moved the full distance with Chesapeake, right? Like. I went like fifty feet. Yeah, I didn't run my my whole like seventy. I think that I can clear now. Right. <clears throat> so this abomination is gonna tumble forth almost like a like a, a katamari almost, like just sort of flopping over itself in a endless Whitney's cycle. Tank? What? Are we fighting Whitney's mill tank? <laughs> no. Not prepared. <laughs> No, it uh, it sort of barrels toward you, and smashes into Chesapeake and you. Make have Chesapeake make 
a strength uh, check. Okay. Uh, I have to double check what her strength is real quick. That's 15. Okay. The abomination succeeds and knocks Chesapeake onto her back. What do you do? Do you get any, like, cavalier bonuses to getting knocked off your mount? Um, uh, uh, saving throws made to avoid falling off your mount. If you fall off your mount, you descend no more than 10 feet. You can land on your feet if not incapacitated. So I just jump off the saddle and land on my feet. All right. So you're just occupying a space next to this then. It barrels through and over Chesapeake, who takes six bludgeoning damage in the process. Okay. Um, And it seems to be rushing towards Pohokwi, but it doesn't make it. So instead, it, like, looks to the sky, and all of its, like, half a dozen faces look up and scream in agony. Um, Everyone that can hear it, which is everybody, make a wisdom saving throw. Wow, I'm really wise right now. Alright, um... Poku, what'd you got? 19. Nalos? Uh, s- no, sorry. Five. Kara. I to subtract the one. Crack? Uh, 14. Okay. Vala? I got six. Leonara? Fourteen. Okay, everyone except for Pahokwi, apparently. Uh, failed. I don't even have a wisdom bonus. And those people take seven psychic damage? I have a a wisdom saving bonus of eight. I was going to say, with a 14, what did you roll, like a one? I, I rolled a six. That's a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so that's that's its turn. And Bohokwe, I want to double check, but I'm pretty sure you didn't hit anything with the melee attack. So, do you lose your rage for that? Um, I don't think there's anything for that. It just says it lasts one minute, and I get four rages. Yeah, but there's there's parameters that you have to keep up during your rage or you fall out of it. Uh, I'll have to see if it's the same in the physical book as it is from where I copy and pasted it from the PDF. Alright. Um, either way, it's Karak's initiative. It's never knocked me out before. So, um, I don't know. Woo! Wait, it's all the way around back to me again. Uh, no, I lied. I just skipped like half the party. <laughs> yeah, I was like, mm. sorry, uh, Vala, you're up. Cool. Um, <clears throat> I want to uh, just do a, a sweet riff on my guitar, and which is actually like a lute, and um. Cast Shatter. Okay. Which has a 60-foot range. Um, am I within 60 feet? Of the monster? Yeah, yes. absolutely. 
Okay. Um, is the monster right up on somebody? It's like 10 feet away from Chesapeake and Nalos, and then on the other side of it, closer to you all, it is 10 feet from uh, Pahokwi. Okay. So this has a, a 10-foot radius, so I should be fine without hitting my party members. Yeah, you would be fine if you centered it on the monster. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right, I'm going to cast it at third level, um, which, let's see... Loud ringing noise, painfully intense, erupts from a point of your choice within range. Um, it has to do a constitution saving throw. Yeah, it, it failed that. Sweet. Okay. It will take um, 4d8 thunder damage, which is uh, 17. All right. This thing is going to take a special reaction where it falls apart into two halves. Gross. Ew. That'd be really cool if it wasn't terrifying. And then I'm going to use my bonus action to bardically inspire um, uh does anybody want a bardic inspiration? Yes. Leonora, because you're next in the order. All right. So speaking of her, unless you want to move. Um, no, I, I... Unless the creature is coming, like, really close to me, I'm probably fine um, hanging back a little bit from, from the uh, close quarters combat. Gotcha. All right, Leonora, you're up. All right, well, I do want to be in close quarters combat. Um, Will I need to spend my entire turn getting up there? Well, what's your move speed? Because it's like, let's see, it was about 30. Then you'll have to at least spend your move to get there. And you can dash as a bonus action, right? Um, As a rogue. Yeah. Then, yeah, if you use your bonus action to do it, then you should be able to get to it. Sweet. Okay. Yeah, I do that. I run. I dash. I'm up there, um, and I'm gonna stabity stab at which, it. Which one? Um. Oh, yeah. Cause it's split into two. Um. The one on the left. Okay. And I think that I'm the only, but the only one this close to it. Um. Am I? Uh. Do do I get my sneak attack for being a swashbuckler? Um, does the swashbuckling thing get balanced out if the enemy has allies nearby? I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's worded that you and your target have to be alone. Like, no one within five feet, and it's right next to its other half. Okay, that's fine. I'll stab it, and then just... Hopefully, one of them will leave, and I'm alone with it next time. Okay. Um, hopefully, so stop the stab. Ooh, sweet. 25. That'll hit. And, god damn it, I would have won. Five point piercing damage. Okay. So... 
After this is all said and done, you all hear a Abraka what's it coming from the tower, and uh, a humanoid figure leans out of a stony window sill, and a wicked bolt of energy flies from the window uh, at Bahokwi. Son of a bitch. Make a, a constitution saving throw. Twenty-two. Okay. You do not take a lot of damage. You take eleven necrotic damage as the bolt ruptures through your body, attempting to disrupt your organs. Uh, but your organs are too strong. Uh. I have a little gur, but then I flex out of it. And the figure disappears back into the darkness of the tower. The the tower was part of the building that this thing came out of? Yeah, like this came out of a cellar door on the ground near the base of this rickety-looking tower. Okay, so initiative resets. We go back to Karak. I'm gonna, I'm pouring down the house. All right. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna cast erupting earth on the building. Okay. <laughs> um. So I guess just roll damage, and depending okay. upon that, I'll tell you how bad you fucked the structure up. I'm worried about something else. Uh, I rolled 28 for damage. Okay, so this already falling apart tower completes that adjective and falls apart. Uh the top part of the, the, the tower like falls almost horizontal before it smacks into the ground and just like blows apart bricks in every direction. Uh, it's hard to imagine someone surviving that. Um, but why don't you give me a perception check? Oh, okay. <laughs> perception. <laughs> the wreckage here. Crack, what do your bird eyes see? Hopefully none of my people crushed. They they see a fourteen. Okay, so you see the the whole structure like waver and fall down. Like this was already the borderline ruins when you guys showed up, and you just completed that by bringing the only standing part of it down. But you saw something fly, like a black, quick something small, fly out of the tower and into the cellar from which this monster came. Okay. Careful, everyone. Something from that tower just went into the cellar. I'm going to rip it in half. Do it! Alright. Bahokwi, you're up. Cool. Um, now, I did mention in the chat that I went away for a second to grab my food. Mm-hmm. So, are, is the thing still around, the big amalgamation? We're still fighting that? 
Yeah, yeah. There's except um, after your bard Vala cast Shatter on it, um, which which is basically she just like snapped the loudest pair of fingers next to it. Um, the yeah, damage shocked it so hard that it split into two like half circles of gross. Gross. Um, and then Leonara ran up and stabbed one. Okay. Um, the other one that she didn't stab. Uh-huh. I'm gonna move up to it and uh, swing my glaive at okay. it. Okay, roll to hit. Uh, twenty-one. Um, this is a slashing weapon. Yes. And Leonara, you did piercing damage, right? Correct. Okay. So go ahead and roll damage. Okay. I gotta remember my poison damage. Mm hmm. That's 13 with the uh, poison damage added. I did four poison damage. Okay. All right. Um, and I'm going to do my second swing. Unless, like, you were about to say something. Uh, no. Good. Uh, 12. To hit? Yeah, no dice. Alright. Uh, next up is the Abomination half that is new to the party. It's gonna just, like, stand up like a like a half of a cheese wheel and just, like, the gross center part that's all gooey is just gonna, like, flop down onto Leonara. Leonara, make a deck save. This... Don't get sucked in. 23. Okay, you definitely dodge out of the way, but as it sports onto the ground, all of the faces look up and screech in pain. Everyone make a um, wisdom save. A little bit better. <laughs> Leonardo. Not so wide. 11. Vala. 17. Karak. Earl, one better. I got a 15 this time. Okay. Uh, Nalos. Eight. And Pahokui. Uh, that's a three, Chief. All right. Pahokui and Leonara, let's just say because they were the closest to this abomination. Uh, oh. Shit. Uh, you two take six psychic damage. <laughs> now, Nalos, it's your turn. Cool. How much was uh, that? Six psychic damage. So, first thing, uh, my girl's still upside down over there, so I'm going to run over and try and lift and shove her back onto her feet. Yeah, you just take an action for that, I guess. Okay. I wasn't sure if you want me to make a check or anything. No, I imagine this is something you and her have done before. <laughs> There's been accidents. <laughs> um,. Uh, and then I'm going to action surge. Okay. 
and turn around and stab into... Are you uh, mounting back up? Yes. Okay. For me, that just takes five feet of movement. Right. I just... I know that things change for you when you attack shit and you're mounted, so... As long as it is a size category smaller than my mount. It is. Aha! Okay, cool. Uh, Then, yeah, whichever section of it is closer to me, I'm going to swivel about and run it down. Okay. You run down the same one that Pahokwe is fighting. Cool. Wow, fuck you, dice. Uh, That missed. Okay. uh, (laughs) I rolled a one and a two with my advantage there. Bummer. And uh, second stab is much better at uh, 19. Yeah, that hits. Roll damage. That's 10 damage. Okay. Uh, That's all I got. Hold on. Uh, So that beast is going to, as you thrust into it, I assume with your lance or your trident? Trident. So as you sort of cut into it with your trident, it splits in half again. Uh, So now there's three of these things, a medium-sized and two small-sized ones. Oh. Gross. Okay. That's all I got. Somebody else's turn. All right. It is the first abominations half's turn. The one that um you guys sorry, the yeah, the one you guys have been hitting. Um and it's going to just make a pair of attacks, one at Nalos and one at Bahokwi. Or no, it can't reach Bahokwi because you have a reach weapon. Yeah. So it's going to leave Nalos' threat to attack you. Okay. Oh. Uh, can I take an attack of opportunity? Yes. Cool. It's uh, 23 to hit. I'm pretty sure, Pahogui, you also get an attack of opportunity when something moves, like, into yours, right, from Polearm Master? Um... I don't have Polar Master. Then never feat. mind. Yeah, my feat is um, <coughs> War Mask, whatever it is that gives me fainting attack, precision attack. Right, 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 right. Alright, so, Nalos, yeah, great hit, roll damage. Uh, seven damage. Alright. Oh, yeah, okay, so that was one of the small ones. And, yeah, that kills it. It falls to the ground into just a pile of vitria. Gross. Um, quick question. Are they, They're just, like, falling into piles, and they have, like, their faces and stuff. Do they, like, physically descriptive-wise, do they have, like, the heads and stuff with the horns and everything? Yeah, like... Like in all, in all fairness, this monster, when it was... When you first saw it, it looked like someone, like butchered half a dozen yak folk and then stitched them back together. Okay. And so they've been falling apart at the seams into halves and then quarters. Gotcha. 
Uh. Yep. All right. Next up is Vala. Um, how many of the creatures are left? There's one of the medium-sized ones, and okay. then there's uh, a small one. Okay. I would like to cast Sleep. Okay. <clears throat> and I'm going to cast it at second level. So that is um, 7d8. Uh, oh, math. Jeez. Okay. Um, 14, 24, 31, 38. Yeah. You put so, both of them to sleep. Sweet. So they both um, sort of slump over to the ground with all of their limbs sort of relaxed. Okay. Um, <clears throat> uh, I'm, as a bonus action, I'm gonna tell my, um, my teammates that I've uh, uh, put these, you know, poor creatures to sleep. Um, and to to strike now um and yeah all right you still have your bonus action that doesn't cost a bonus action to do well yeah i mean like whatever yeah yeah uh i think i think uh that's all i'll do for now okay Um, yeah all right so how long does sleep last? Is it minutes, hour? It is um, uh, one minute. Okay, so we can just go off of initiative, and if both of these things are still living in a minute, we'll go back onto the same initiative. Okay. So what do you guys do with that minute of time? Stab. Stabity stab. Okay. So you guys just butcher them? Mercifully, yeah. keep them down. Right. I'm gonna, yeah, kill them in the quickest way possible. Okay. So you guys sink your weapons into the remaining monsters that, you know, fall apart. But uh, you notice amongst one of the, 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 the larger of the three that are remaining, a ovoid black object falls out of it. It's like it was a core or something like that. Nope, I've learned my lesson about touching gross things that come from gross bodies. Somebody else is going to have to deal with this one. Um, I'd like to get a closer look. I'm not okay. going to touch it, but I'd like to... Give me uh, an uh, investigation, then. Oh, absolutely. <clears throat> uh, that is an 18. So after quick analysis, it seems like it's almost like a like a piece of pottery, like a container of some sort. You can even see that there's like a rope sealed lid. Wouldn't be hard to open. Just Uh-oh, does this look familiar to you? When you open that, don't look inside. 
why was it inside of the thing? I don't think we should open it at all. I agree. I think I'm going to smash whatever just ran into that cell. I would like to approach the cellar. Okay. So the cellar is still blown wide open. There's no... The doors are barely on their hinges as it was. Uh, and so you guys just leave the object behind? Um, mm. I'll put it, I guess, like behind my saddle on Chesapeake. Okay. We'll deal with it later. All right. I'd like to... Um cast uh light okay um on i guess you know this the ceiling just inside um the cellar yeah so you guys go into this sort of dank cellar that reeks of death and uh it it looks like almost a unkempt churgeon's like home just the Stony walls are slick with splatters of blood. The floor is gross with all manner of, you know, discarded pieces of corpses. But there's not a lot of furniture in this initial room. And there's a drainage sort of system in the middle. Uh, To the left, you see a stairwell leading down. And to the right, you see a pair of doors. One seems to be heavily bolted from the side you're on uh, and sturdy, whereas the other one seems like a simple wooden door. Those are on your right side with the simple wooden door in the middle of the wall and the heavy duty one in the corner almost. Um. I'm going to go ahead and cast uh, Detect Magic and just kind of look about down here. Okay. Um, you don't see much magic, uh, but this place just sort of reeks of necromancy. No one particular place, just like, you know, like if you walked into a cheese larder, mm-hmm. you know, it's like that, except instead of mm, cheese, it's ugh, necromancy. Okay. Although you can see that there's a lot of that seeping from the crevices around the bolted heavy door. I I think that's probably the one that somebody's hiding behind. But it's bolted from this side, isn't it? Yes. Like, heavily bolted from this side. Mm. So we could go open it. Yeah. But it's probably holding something in. I want to use my lock finger. Or my key finger. On which door? Both of them. Neither of them are locked. One is held closed by a series of bolts. And one is barely closed. I think we should save the bolt one for last. I want to kick in the door that's uh, not the bolted. Alright. You kick that door in and reveal a small closet, almost. I mean, it's barely f- ten feet deep and just as wide as the doorway. There's a couple of shelves with 
laboratory jars filled with all manner of whozits or wussits. But just that. I want to, like, look around if there's anything, you know, like, suspicious. Give me that investigation! Uh, 16. Okay. So, amongst all that, you see that, you know, you're sort of looking around and moving jars to the side, and as you move one of the jars, you realize it was depressing a button on the shelf. Ooh, and you can hear a sort jar. of so you move the jar off the button and you can hear like a stony movement like stone sliding on stone at the back wall of this closet uh, I approach it nothing happens so I heard stone moving on stone do I see um anything open no no i'm gonna i want to feel around on the wall where i saw where i heard it you spend a little time doing this and you you realize that there's another button being depressed by another jar or object Uh, i want to move it all right you relieve the button and it lifts up and then you can see some of the lines of brick of stone in the back wall sort of slide away hat like partially revealing more to this room okay i'm gonna approach it you can see through it it's dark back there but you can see that there's it's it's almost as if there's another two and a half lengths of this closet to be discovered with more stuff back there I'm going to raise my voice so that everybody else can hear me out there, whatever you guys are doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I'm finding some things, guys. I think who we're looking for might have uh, hidden a little deep. Nice job. Um, <clears throat> I want to take a peek in this uh, closet as well. And... Okay. Um, I mean, I think we should see where it goes. All right. So I assume you guys trying to force it open. So you try and like push against the stone tiles and move them away. It's almost like I'm, I'm. I don't think I'm describing it very well, but it's almost like if you weave your fingers together from both hands to make a wall. Mm-hmm. It's like that. Like horizontal okay. slats of stone are sort of you know unweaving from themselves. So, like, you can see a little bit beyond, but, like, you're not getting the full picture. You certainly can't just walk through it. Okay. Um. Well, maybe Bahokwe just wasn't careful enough. I'd like to do an investigation check of my own. Sure. But, um, okay, well, what does a, uh, what does a three get me? Um, you <laughs> sort of knocking over a couple of things by accident and uh as sort of uh Pahokui standing next to you he sort of like throws his arm out to catch a jar that you knocked over 
And as he does so, he like throws his hand up to balance himself. And when he does that, he nudges an object off of a third button. Are we reveals. in an episode of Scooby Doo? Basically. Cool. Ronalos. <laughs> <laughs> it was Mr. Jenkins all the long. This dude's name is fucking Necromancer Jenkins. <laughs> Uh, so yeah with that third button being relieved of weight on it uh the rest of the sort of stone tiles sort of move to the side and open the path before you so with the light behind you sort of peering into this rest of it another 10 to 15 feet of closet appears before you it's still just as narrow it's like a kissing kitchen like you and vala could pass each other but you'd be like you know rubbing parts the whole way as you try to pass each other Okay. Ready then. Uh, I'm gonna cast uh, light onto the ceiling of this uh, new. So space. this first part of the closet is all like alchemical ingredients, maybe some stuff you'd find in a wizard's, you know, material components pouch. There's definitely like at least one head in a jar, sort of thing. Um, but as you look into the back half of this closet. It's weaponry and armor and bombs. Um, uh, I'm going to step into the space. Yeah. And um, I'd like to do uh, another investigation check um, just to see if, you know, the same thing's happening. Um, where there's one hidden door slash room there might be another um but i'm gonna be pretty careful not to um touch up the weapons or the bombs too much well that's pretty much all there's in here like one of the walls is like actual like preserved food and like barrels of water okay um like to be held out with and then there's a lever on the back wall that you find um with all of these weapons and stuff, is there is there like a knife or a dagger that I- easily? I take it. It is silver. I'm gonna keep it. It looks almost like a carving knife, something that you'd use to cut up game. I'm gonna wrinkle my snout at it, and just like put it into my belt. All right. Uh, I really want to pull this lever. Okay. I'm going to pull the lever. You pull the lever and the stone slats that you opened before close behind you. I redo the... I I push the lever back up. It opens back up again. Okay. Um, So... This is just like another room. There's, it's not like continuing farther. No, it's, it's just like, a oh secondary God. chamber to this closet, with you know okay. more alluring um, treasure in it. I want to do another investigation check and see if I can find. All right, um, why don't you and Vala both roll as a pseudo advantage so you guys work together? Yeah, buddies. Yeah. Oh, and I rolled something good. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what'd you roll? A 19. Uh, I got an 18. Nice. So you rolled 19, but is that the total? Yeah. 
or what a what's volatile? I, I don't have any intelligence, okay. so um, get so, by on my good looks. So just like a, a raw 19 versus 18? All right. Raw 19. All right. So with 19, you guys find that there's a lot of these bombs are still very much usable. The powder inside of them hasn't, you know, been caked with blood air and become wet and useless. Uh, there's easily 60 or so quarrels and arrows to be used. Um, and you notice that all of these weapons are silvered. Every single one of them. Uh, I'm a little worried that whatever's behind that door. I don't know a whole lot about different kinds of creatures, but um, can I roll, make a, uh, I guess that'd be a nature roll to see you know, what kind of creatures... Um, you know, are typically like vulnerable against silver, or um, just a just a knowledge check. So just like a regular int check would be fine. Fifteen. Okay. So you know that you would use silver weapons against like fey and werewolves, but that's it. Well, keeping a werewolf in a closet doesn't seem to be, like, a good idea. Um, so, probably looking more at some type of fae. I'd like to take a, um, a quiver full of the silvered arrows. Yep. And uh, I'm, I'm kind of into these bombs. Yeah, um, there's at least 12 usable bombs. Of... Hmm? There's at least 12 usable bombs. Is there any way to, like, carry them, like a bandolier of sorts? Sure. Yeah, I'm going to take not, a bandolier. Not, not presently, like, they're not in a bandolier for you to just throw on, but... Like... Wait, is there one, like, in the workshop? No. No? No, no, right. no. You have a Hubert's Handy Haversack, like the rest of us, just put him in there. Just let them roll around loose. Um, I mean, it's a magic. We magic. have a. We all have bandoliers of healing potions. So if you've used your healing potions, maybe you can use the empty parts of your bandolier. That's true. I'm going all in. I'm taking my healing potions. I'm put them in my bag. <laughs> I'll, I'll leave two on my bandolier. Okay. Of, um, or like. Mix them up so you can fit like three bombs on your bandolier. I'll take it. You're going to test that performance skill and just, like, constantly juggle them? Hope you should mess up. <laughs> I mean, they're like like Legend of Zelda bombs. Like, they're... Oh, okay. They have, like, a fuse and shit. Not, yeah, I'm imagining, like, a cartoon circle. <laughs> cartoon not Vermintide like, bombs. I get you. No, okay. no, no. Yeah, not, not, not like that. More like, oh, like borderline uh, OG Batman. I don't really know what that means. Um, they're, they're big. Yeah. They're like the size of a bowling ball. Oh, no, no, no. I meant in shape and whatnot, not in actual okay. size. No, they're about the size of like a large baseball. Like a okay. ball? Although there is one that is a cylinder. Ooh. And it's distinctly different. 
Um, are there enough silver daggers around for me to grab some? Yeah, absolutely. There's like three. Cool. Mm. What if we just knock on the, the bolted door? Maybe somebody's like stuck in there. Like some other person that was going to be turned into one of those things from outside. You could open the door and just throw bombs into it and close the door again and not worry about it. I'm a little worried about anything that's being kept in here. It could be more of my people. Yeah. Right. What if we what if we combine those two plans? We knock <laughs> and say, anyone home? And if no one answers, then we throw the bombs. Let's let's do that. I, um, compromise right there. I think I'm going to go back and knock on the thing. On the reinforced door? Yeah, and speak in Yak Folk, asking if anybody is in there, if they can answer me. Um, You hear a reply in Yakish, say, you took them, but you will not take me. And then um, there's a, the door gets bent as you hear some, something like slam into it. sounded angry I'll speak uh, I'll like hold up my hand to you guys but I'm gonna speak and continue to speak and yak if you're one of my people I've no mean to harm you I'm here to rescue Um, and again staying in yakish uh, he replies of your people don't mock me what who did you walk the snow with? I walked the snow with the Tianda. You would recognize this name. Okay. I'll do a knowledge check, I guess. Sure. On how much I recognize it. Uh. Uh, 17. The Tianda are a family, a, a sort of clan of yak folk that walk the southern reach of the tundra and are often, like, golden-haired. Okay. Um, I'll respond to him in Yakish uh, once more, saying that I am Pahokwi Pathweaver, son of Tahatua of the Northern Tribes. With that, you'll hear sort of a more pathetic pounding on the door that almost seems more pleading. He says, well, then open the damn door. Let me out of here. I'll try and, like, I'm going to rage and try to pull it off. Like, the door off? Yeah. Okay, give me a strength check. Twenty-two. So the bolts that you easily could be undoing manually, you strain and rip against uh, to the point where the hinges give, but the bolts don't. Okay. And as the door like is still heartily in the threshold, the seal around it has been broken and cold air rushes out. Hmm. 
I'm gonna like, because the hinges have, you know, broken. I'm gonna right. like open it. All right. So you just like pull the bolts down. Yeah. All right. So you set the heavy door to the side, and there is maybe five yak folk trembling from the cold, uh, and two dozen more hung up on meat hooks, frozen solid. Um, I'm immediately going to take off like my big poncho that I wear and go over to the ones that are freezing and kind of like try and wrap it around a couple of them and help them out. Yeah. The one that you were speaking to steps out um, into the room where the rest of the party can see him. And this yak looks very much like Pahokwi. I mean, he's naked, um, but he stands just as tall with just as broad of shoulders, maybe malnourished, but his sort of golden, you know, fur and hair has been cut short. Almost as if to ensure that he would freeze to death. Pahokwi, you find that there's a small family um, two females and three children. The only male that seems to have survived was the one you spoke with. Okay, I'm gonna help them out as yeah. much as I can, like carry the children if I can and whatnot. Yeah, they have the strength to walk, but not fast. And the children are practically, you know, wasting away. Um, I'm going to give all of them uh, a rash. They hungrily eat it in the main room with the rest of you all. I ask them if they speak common. They nod. Um, uh, when you've had your fill, what can you tell us about um, the person or persons who did this to you? Uh, we would like to you know, avenge you. Nobody should be treated this way. The, uh, the one child sort of leaks, looks up and sp- speaks, uh, and says, it was an evil man, wicked, curved in every direction. Curved in every direction? Yeah, and he, like, mimics, like, he sort of hunches his shoulders up and sticks his elbows out wide and his hands down. Like, almost like a scarecrow, kind of. I imagine it's, like, a more angular stance that the, uh, where the wild things are monsters use. Do you guys remember that book? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what, what race was the bad guy? Don't know. Mean. Evil man. Wears robes. Heavy robes. Hmm. Did he come down here before we did? Yes. But we only heard him cursing. Downstairs, I think. Did he smell like anything in particular? Wait. You said downstairs. Is is there another way below here? Yeah. There's a stairwell on the side of the room. What's 
I can take them outside and keep an eye on the door if some of you want to head down and see if you can find him before he gets further. Oh, I'm going to find him. I hesitate to split the party. Well, somebody has to keep an eye on these people. Um, I'm going to give each of the kids another, and uh, like all of them another ration out of my kit. The sort of um, male yak folk sort of stand, steps forward. Um, you know, he's clearly just as you know underfed as the other ones, but maybe he just has more strength in one way or another. But he steps forward and says, "I will watch my own family. Do you have any spare weapons?" Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I walk into the room and come out with uh, four bombs. Okay. <laughs> Here you go. He um, takes them and looks them over. I'm going to hand him one of my javelins. He takes it um, and then hands it to one of the women who stand up and take it. Um, I'll walk with him outside really quick and I'll hand him the, the crystal lance to use to defend himself upstairs. Okay. From Chesapeake's saddle. Um, I'll tell I'm Chesapeake gonna... to keep an eye on them. You know, if don't we, let anybody run off. If we um have a sec, mm-hmm. um I'd like to um he- use healing hands um to uh heal um, one of the children for seven points. Okay. And uh, give the um, elder um, two of my uh, healing potions, the ones that I took out of my bandolier and put in my my bag Mm -hmm. um, to say, you know, you know, to um, to heal you after you've uh, rested and eaten. He nods and hands them to the to the two women who take them. Um, I, I look to the, the Goldford Yak Folk and I'll ask him, was everyone taken in this facility? Were they all of your tribe? Our entire tribe was taken, all 56 of us. I'm going to snort at that and glare at the stairs and ready my glaive and tell him that uh, I'm going to get revenge for that. He nods and puts a clap on your shoulder and thanks you in Yakish. I'm going to walk towards the stairs. Yeah, let's do it. All right, so the yak folk, including Chesapeake, are going to be at the entrance to the cellar. Mm-hmm. And the party sizes up to go down. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So you guys go down the stairs, and before you is just a pile of corpses. Like, maybe, you know, a dozen or so. Just in a mound there is a door to the right side of this circular room and a door to the left side of this circular room. 
the door on the left side seems to be made of almost the same level of reinforcement as the one upstairs. And the other door looks like a more well-kept version of the door that was in shambles upstairs. Um, let's go to the well-kept one. All right, so like the reinforced well-kept door or the wooden well-kept door? Uh, let's go to the wooden one. Okay. It is locked. I locked it. Um, first I want to use my key finger. My uh, key that opens all sorts of stuff. Okay. Low or high? Low. Your key unlocks the door. Right, so the door sort of creaks open. You can see it's well lit inside. In fact, it's very well lit. Do you go in yeah. or? Yeah, um, I'll go in first and then like gesture to the rest of the party and be like, please follow me. I don't want to deal with whatever is in this alone. Hold on. And I'll walk to the reinforced door and give it a a knock and speak in Yakvol again, Yakish, and um, ask if uh, there's anybody alive inside. You'll hear in common reply, Ooh, you'll never get me in here, you big weird person. Ooh. Hey, guys. I think we got a present waiting for us inside this one. Um, is there any, like, uh, bolts or anything? Not on this side of the door, no. Okay. Um, but, Leonardo, you see inside, it's clearly a surgery room. With, like, a huge metal bed with nothing on it. Um, several racks of all kinds of tools and things that you would guess are tools. Hmm. Okay. Do you have any interaction with this room at all? Mm, I didn't plan to. All right, so how do you open the other door? Um, I'm going to yell for uh, Vala. Yep. Vala, bring those bombs. All right. I am super stoked. Um, I'm going to take uh, two of the bombs, so like one in each hand. And go, anybody got a light? Uh, I, I think I can help with that. I'll just kind of snap and use prestidigitation to light the fuse when she's ready. Okay. All right. Um, as soon as they're lit, I'm going to um, 
replace them. Um, uh, I want to point to like the edges around actually, the side. What does this door look like? It very similar to the one on the floor above. Like it's it's mainly wood, but it's reinforced on the framing and like across it with with metal. Um, <clears throat> sorry, I have a cold. Um, uh, so I'm going to use, I don't have press a digitation. What? Does somebody want to hold them on the joint, on the, um, uh, hinges? Like stick the, uh, bombs on the hinges of the door? While they're lit? Um. No. The thing? No? Okay. I mean, not with their bare hands, I imagine. No. <laughs> no, with prestidigitation, right? I mean, that's not something that prestidigitation nah, can do. No, no, that's that. mage hand. Yeah. Okay, never mind. I don't know that one yet. Sorry. Neither do I. All right, well, I'm just going to put them by the door and uh, exit the room. I suggest everyone else also does that. I do that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I can... Light that fuse the first digitation from a distance, yeah. yeah? Yeah, that's 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 fine. Okay. Even if you don't uh, at a distance, you do it right next to it and then run away. Like you'll have multiple seconds to get away from it. Okay. Alright, Vala. Okay. Your bombs, your dice roll damage. The damage is five D six per bomb. Okay. Hold on, let me 5d6. <coughs> Alright, so 12, 13, 14. The first one got 14. Mm -hmm. And the second one got, ooh, better than that, 21. Alright, so with a 35, those two bombs definitely wreck the door. So the bombs sort of like, bam, bam, and you guys like look around whatever cover you took, and you see the door is completely blown in, off the hinges, and is in the room, and you can hear a guy, "Ooh, you think you've got me now, but you don't." He. I'm gonna walk towards the door to look inside. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a shadowy, dark room. Uh, I've got one more bomb, just saying. Well, before we use it, let's check this. He's somewhere close. <clears throat> I'm gonna go inside and um, give my glaive a little swing, hoping that like I get the same like green fire. Okay. It came off of it before. You do, and the little light that it flickers, you see a figure for just a moment, and he goes, Ooh, you found me! Ooh, no! And he, he like, claps his hands twice and jumps up in the air, and the floor gives out. Pogwe, you fall. Make a deck save. Okay. Nineteen total. All right, you managed to stick the landing. You only fell about 15 to 20 feet, but 
you can't really see anything as you look around, but the ground is mushy and soft and warm. I get my drift globe out. You are in a chamber that is like 15 by 25 and 10 feet tall. Uh, I mean, it's more than that, but for the first 10 feet and all of the surrounding walls and floor is just flesh. Ugh. And then one, six, thirteen, fifty eyes open amongst the skin and look at you. I write in my glaive and like look around and I'll yell for the the dude and like Where are you, coward? Come out and fight me. You look above and you look to the side, but above all you can see is darkness. Uh, you can see the door that you came through and fell from, and you guys, by the way, see that he just like walked in, swung his glaive, and fell. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> uh, maybe we should turn on the lights. I'm just gonna jump down in. I can't let Pahokwe be down there by himself. What okay. if he needs help? I'm gonna cast light on the ceiling again. Uh, you cast the light on the ceiling, but something obscures it. It casts light down, and it illuminates the room, enough for Nalos to see that he's in a room full of flesh. But you see that there are several, like, stalactites, like, almost like spikes, conal spikes, that are pitch as blackness. Looks like a job for daylight. Cast daylight. Okay. You cast daylight. All of the 20 some odd spikes screech and open wide black and red eyes. And like squids through water flap their mantles and leave the room. Flying past the entire party in a, in a, just like a column of weird, wicked beast. The hell are the, were those bats? No. <laughs> Fucking bats. <laughs> Biggest bats I've ever seen. But clinging with his fingertips and toes to the ceiling is a sort of weird-looking elf in a heavy droop, droopy robe with one half of his face looks like that of a bug. And he goes, ooh, I guess you found me. Whoa. Um, I would like to take my rope out, tie it to one of my javelins, and throw it at him. Okay. So you do that, but you notice and you fe- you hear like a chip at your feet. And you look down while you're tying the knot onto the javelin. You see a mouth is chewing on your hoof. Take a point of damage. Okay. Alright, go ahead and make your attack roll. Eighteen. Alright, you hit him. Okay. When the javelin pierces him, I want to fucking pull that motherfucker. (laughs) 
All right, make a strength saving throw. Or a skill check, sorry. 16. Okay. Surprise, surprise, you're stronger than an old, whimsy, like, nut job. Um, <laughs> it would have been bad if I rolled it, too. <laughs> it would have been bad. Now, um, I'm going to put this out here that I'm letting you get away with that sort of shenanigans because it's thematic as fuck. I don't want any of you guys thinking that you can just start tying ropes to javelins and do this sort of shit regularly. Yeah. Man. Um, so, yeah, okay. You pull him off the ceiling, and he goes, oh, No, you caught me for real. <coughs> and, like, coughs blood on your face. I want to take the silver dagger out and fucking sever his head. Okay. Uh, so you coup de gras him. He doesn't even resist. But uh, he smiles as you slit his throat. And you can feel his torso heat up really, really hot. I feel it heat up. Yes. Like fire. Like there's fire inside of him. Um, I'm going to take his head. Uh-huh. And fucking, like, kick the body towards the mouth that was chewing on my foot. <laughs> so you kick the body and it explodes. Uh, you and Nalos both make deck saves. Okay. I'll spend my other spell slot and cast Absorb Elements as a reaction. <laughs> <laughs> Dex save not that good? Nah. <laughs> Alright, you guys, what's your checks? Seven. Okay. Uh, it's 20 total. Okay, so one. you'll both take half because one saved and one has resistance to fire. <laughs> Uh, but you still take 13 points of fire damage from the explosion. Okay. Right. Are either of you unconscious? No. Nope. Damn. Well, the room looks hungry. And unless you guys figure out something to do to get out of this room quickly, it's going to start eating you alive. Uh, hmm. Anybody want to throw us a rope? Yeah, I'll toss him down a rope. Okay. You guys start to, you know, get the rope and climb up, but a mouth forms and chews the rope off at the 10-foot mark. Hmm. Ah, shoot. You both take one point of damage from the room chewing on you. Okay. Could you fly down here and lift one of us out? Maybe at least Nal. I, I can try to lift Nalos. <laughs> I'm going to. I guess I'll let Karak do that. <laughs> you could probably cast fly on somebody. It'd probably be a better idea. Yeah, I was going to do that. I wasn't going to pretend to know your spells. <laughs> so, do you want to try and, you know, Arakawa airlift? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to try to... What's your strength score? 
A negative one. <laughs> okay. Oh. Uh, and. I'm like 150 pounds. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you you pick Nalos up and you can get him a few inches off the ground before your wings almost give out. You feel like if you don't let him go, you're going to fall down. <laughs> I, I let him go. Okay. <laughs> okay, maybe not correct. <laughs> you should do more push-ups. Um, All right. I mean, I don't expect this to help, but I'm going to like shocking grasp the floor well you both take a point of damage yeah so i think i have a solution here uh-huh um <clears throat> i'm going to cast levitate okay and i'm going to cast it um first on nalos and okay. uh Spell can lift anything under 200 pounds. Cool. Okay, so you lift Nalos out of the room. Yeah. Uh, Pahokwi, you take a point of damage. <laughs> uh, Pahokwi, my bud, are you... Uh, uh, how heavy are you? <laughs> a lot of heavy. Okay. I also have a fly. Bogue, we sense you're the only person still in the room. Um, you see that uh, the majority of the part, the parts that were blown away of this guy's corpse are uh, being eaten by the floor. Good. I'm going to yeah. tie his head to my weight, to my belt. Okay. So that I have both my hands free. Also, the average male yak can at, at uh, higher ends weigh thirteen hundred pounds. Yak fact. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yak facts. And that's just the domesticated yak. Domesticated. Okay. All right, I got this. I got this. So, um, I'm going to activate my racial ability. Okay. And that gives me uh, radiant light wings that look amazing. And. That's I'm the important part. Always do it with style. And um, so magical girl transformation. Now I have wings. Right. And I'm going to uh, fly down and um, sort of like like uh, God touching Adam, you know, like that, like reach out. And when I touch Bahokwi, I'm going to cast fly on him. Okay. And... Um, that gives you a, uh, it lasts up to 10 minutes, and it gives a willing creature a flying speed of 60 feet. All right, so pretty much the, the, the angel that is your bard flies down, casting, I'm pretty sure you cast like gilded light when you have your wings out. Yeah, it's amazing. Just like fills up the room with this orange light, and she just like boops you, and you can fly. I'm really glad that you imagined like a little boop too. Cause oh, yeah. that was... uh, I fly like the graceful creature that I am <laughs> up and out. All right. Like, you guys are all like out the of dog that. from Peter Pan. Right. So yeah. I would like to um, chuck my last um, bomb into this flesh room pit thing. Right. 
excellent choice. Um, Nalus, you want to you want to give me a light? Yep. All right, and then I chuck it in there and step back from the um <coughs> from the entrance. All right, so you guys get everyone out of the room. You guys blow up the flesh room. And uh, now what? You guys are you guys are out of here. I would, so we walked through like another supply room before we we got to the flesh room, right? Uh, it was like a laboratory. It was clearly where this guy had been doing his experiments. Um, can I in, investigate to see if there might be anything <laughs> valuable in there, or you know, any kind of clues? What was that, Karak? I would like to investigate for bottles of strange fluid. You find several bottles of strange fluid. Like, let's I, say you find 1d4 bottles of strange fluid. Okay. <laughs> um, can I... Can I um, do, like, an investigate to see if I find anything valuable? Sure. Or anything that seems particularly magical? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I got a 12. Uh, you imagine that if you find a churgeon uh, in, an, in like the capital, you could probably get a hefty coin for these, you know, surgery tools. Cool. Um, Gently used. <laughs> I will grab those, I guess. Yeah, you sort of, I mean, they're already like in an apron that you just would roll up instead of putting on. Okay. So you have bundle of surgery tools. Creepy growth surgery tools. Check. Yep. All right, what now? I throw the dagger that I used to cut his head off on the ground. I don't need it anymore. Okay. Um, and then I would like to leave this place. Alright, you guys leave this place. You meet up with the, uh, Tiyandian Yak Folk and Chesapeake. Mm -hmm. Topside. Um, I'll take the head off of my waist and hold it up to show them that I, that we... Uh, he takes it, asks you if he can destroy it destroy it as you wish you deserve it. uh he takes it and like sets it on the ground and then like asks for the javelin that he gave to one of the women and he raises it up and like a whirl of like cold arctic winds wrap around the the javelin and he bashes it down um and you can see like this sort of holy light radiate from the javelin's tip as he smashes the head. I give him a nod of approval. And he hands the javelin back to one of the women. He says, we will travel back north and meet up with another tribe if we can. When you go north, you should seek out my tribe and tell them that I sent you. You will receive all the aid you need. May we have a token of yours that would be recognized? Of course. And um, 
My, uh... My poncho is probably, like, the one that I've wear worn since the beginning of the game. Yeah. Uh, I'll give... I'll, like, rip off a square of it. Okay. And hand it to him. He takes it him, and uh, clutches it and thanks you. And, uh... Five yaks. My father will recognize this. Thank you, Bahokwi. I will make sure your people know of your greatness and the people you've surrounded yourselves. Thank you. You're welcome. I will make sure that your fallen are never forgotten. Appreciated. I don't know much, but if you found any of our people's jars, open them. Uh... I feel that he may have used our own traditional magics against us and held the souls of our fallen within them. What do your jars look like? How do how does your tribe decorate? Uh, they are generally the shape of an egg. Hmm. Nala? Is that the same shape as the thing that I put on Chesapeake's saddle? Yeah. Grab it off of Chesapeake and bring it over to Pohokwe. Okay. Like this one? He nods. Precisely that. I will um, make sure that the opening is pointed away from anybody's eyes. Okay. And so you just sort of like hold it up above? Yeah. And, and open it. A rush of... I mean, outside of you and Vala, no one really has seen the spirits that your ancestors follow you. Um, but this, you open it and like a mushroom cloud almost of, so of visible souls fly out and scatter to the winds. Well, it is done. The act folk seems on the verge of a breakdown, but he nods and seems relieved, knowing that the dead are now dead for good. You know what? I'm going to step forward and give him like a warrior's embrace hug type. He takes it back and thanks you and Yak Folk deeply and sort of gives you a little headbutt as you break. And uh, he says, we will survive. We are good at that. We will head north where we belong. Good. Hopefully I will see you soon. He nods again and stamps his hoof twice and the other yak folk of his tribe do so as well and they all march north. I want to stop one of the like little kid yak folk and give him my give your my, what? My, my, uh, I'm going to give him my four uh, inch statue of my He takes it and smiles. And then see them off. Okay. Alright, what now? Well, I'm gonna look to the rest of you guys and eye the uh, entrance to the cellar and say there were still corpses strung up down there. I, Before we depart, I want to see them taken down and I want to properly bury them. Of course, let's go 
Let's go do this. Uh, uh, I'll help you with this. I'm gonna go down and um, head down into the cellar to go into that first uh, room that I tore the door off of. Yeah. So it's a long day affair. Um, everyone is tired and exhausted afterwards, but you manage to drag all 40 plus bodies out of there. And um, uh, each one, uh, whenever I'm like handling. I want to chip off the tip, uh, like a little like two-inch tip of one of their horns for each of them. Okay. And keep them collected for now. All right. So you guys take the whole day to do this. It's a pretty long process of putting all these people to rest. Yeah. Um, but it's thoroughly nightfall when you're done. We should make camp nearby and then head back in the morning. Sounds like a plan. Okay. Yeah, not too nearby, though. That place no. is. No. That plate has a case of the heebie jeebies. Somewhere but... where I can't see this in the distance. No, you may. You all make camp. And uh, the yak folk stop screaming in your ears, in your mind, in your dreams. I sigh with relief, and uh, I want to get a good night's rest. Yep. You all manage to get that. Do you guys do any special rituals for the night? Like alarm or anything like that? Yeah, I'll just cast alarm around the perimeter of our camp. Okay. Uh, Karak, you're in your dream space, and you hear a weird voice. Not, like, unearthly, but just, like, an unfamiliar voice. And uh, they call to you and ask if you would stop living in Felwyn Forest and become one with it. Don't live in the forest. Live as the forest. Right. Uh, so it's sort of fawn sort of imagery appears in your brain, in your dream. And it grows into like a centaur who sort of arcs his hands across and great like crackles of lightning appear between them and then they fade away. And every spark that falls around him flowers and bushes of berries and fruit grow animals flock from all directions it looks like a utopia like of pure harmony in nature but the centaur sort of looks sullen at your rejection and sort of turns away and drops a single fruit on the ground behind it and as it walks out into shadows of the rest of your dreamscape 
that simple fruit remains. And you start, you wake up with a start and see that sitting on your chest is that fruit. Since, since, when's our, since when are dreams real? It's not allowed. Eat it. Eat the <laughs> eat the dream fruit. Okay. It's. I mean, you've had a this type of fruit before. Um, it's you know a nice, sweet, hearty uh, fruit, but the core is not the big seed-like core that you know it to be. But then you bite into it and you find the core, and instead of that, it is a small bone effigy. And it sort of gently vibrates with magic. Fucking weird ass druids. I'll take the effigy and just put it in my pack. Okay. I'll deal with you later. So... Everyone else has a good night's sleep, even a great night's sleep. Um, for sleeping out in the middle of the woods. But uh, yeah, you guys pack up camp and head south, I guess. All right. I mean, that's where the capital is. Do you guys go back to the capital? Yeah. 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 Um, so you guys notice the the woods is alive again. Um, this part of the forest was kind of like eerily dead. But with you all have sort of purified that area, you know, the birds are singing, you know, you see fruit and berries bore on bush again. Uh, and everyone give me a survival check. Um, who got above a 17? Me. Yes. Nope. Alright. Close, but no. Got an 18. Uh, Leonara? I got a 5. Vala? 9. Alright, so Pahokwi and Karak, as you guys sort of march southbound, you notice that, uh, it was nothing at first. You noticed it in the barks of trees, a symbol, and then more, and then more of the trees have this symbol on it. And it's like a weird, like, tilted triangle with a spiky circle in the middle. Huh. Did you guys notice these trees on the way here? No. Huh? What are you talking about? Uh-huh. There. My point uh, one is we're riding. And you guys sort of stop and notice. As At this point, you notice every tree around you has this symbol on it. 
can I make a arcana check, I guess, to see if I recognize it as a specific kind of symbol? Sure. Uh, probably not with an eight. No. <laughs> I don't know. Haven't read anything about these yet. I can check more books when we get back, though. Can I copy it sure. down, like in my spellbook? Cool. As you do that and finish, uh-huh. the symbol sort of flares with a green light, and the sheet of paper turns to wood. Oh. Oh. Huh. Well, that's neat. Vala, your ears, your ears, your ears perk up to a buzzing sound. Um, can I tell what direction it's coming from? Yeah, it's coming from Karak. Um, yo, Karak, what's, what are you doing? What's that noise? What's what noise? You can hear now that you're listening for it. You're, something on you is like buzzing like bees. <clears throat> is it that thing I picked up? Take it, up. it is Take that up thing back. you picked up. It's vibrating so hard that the little sticks and weave that's holding it together are practically fraying. Wait, what is this thing that he picked up? It's like a small little bone and sinewy effigy in his hand. Ah. I, I put it on the dirt. Okay. It looks like somebody's really trying to get your attention here. Roots sprout over it in like a small like semicircle. Or like, I guess, half circle, like a dome. Mm-hmm. And then these roots intertwine and form a large humanoid figure whose eyes open, uh, revealing a pair of blueberries. His hair, or her hair, it has both parts. Uh, Its hair is long leaves. Its skin is bark and root. And as it opens its mouth and bows, it speaks Karak's name. And that's where we're going to leave it tonight. Man, druids are... Always doing such weird shit. <laughs> like 60% of being a druid is doing weird shit in the wood. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> weird the, ass forest druids. Th- then again, like the other turn of that is clerics are just weird people or people who do weird shit in churches. That's correct. I feel like druids are weirder. <laughs> Anyway, so that's where we're going to end it tonight. I hope you guys had a nice session. I know I did. So I'm going to sign off as your host and Dungeon Master Kenny. We had our fighter. Hey, everyone. This has been Nick as Nalos. Thanks for listening. Our druid. Hey, this is Clay is correct. Bye. Our bard. Hey, this is Lauren as Vala. Thanks for joining us. Our barbarian. If you have a choice between something that makes sense and something thematic, choose thematics. This is Mokwe. See you next And our rogue. Hey. Uh, glad that my key finger finally got to be useful. See you next time. Bye, everybody. <laughs>